Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. Good evening. At the time of this taping, um, it is a smoky Monday evening here in Los Angeles. The sun looks like a fireball as it sinks into this, our dark, hazy horizon. How are you doing, listeners? (laughs) What state do you live in? And which current crisis is affecting you the most? Is it COVID-19? Climate change? Misogyny in the workplace or government? Racism? Welcome to my podcast, Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis, where we talk about DNA surprises, a phenomenon that is extremely interesting and definitely still happening all around the world as mail-in DNA kits become more and more popular and available. And it has nothing to do with all the things happening in 2020, except that it does because the personal is global and the personal is political and the personal is everywhere. So that's what I have to say about that. Welcome to episode nine. I'm Eve Sturgis. Uh, Man, oh man. Guys, hello. Let's just have a minute um, to welcome new listeners, new followers. There's a lot of you because the last episode eight with Jason and Miguel really got around. It's still going. Um, It's so exciting. I'm so glad that story resonated with you. I think Jason and Miguel are very connected and... um, I have a lot of really good friends and community that spread spread that episode and listen to that episode, and I really appreciate it. Um, so I hope that we can continue to entertain and educate and inspire you here. So we are so happy to have you here, and I am saying we, even though I am all alone in my basement. So I guess, so what I mean when I say we is that it's me and my husband who are glad to have listeners And maybe my co-host is an imaginary friend. Okay, so quick order of business. Uh, Maybe, wait, maybe there's more than one if I can remember what the other thing I was going to talk about. (laughs) All right, well, if if I think of that one, I'll jump in. But I'll jump in and interrupt myself. But um, in the meantime, the one thing I wanted to say was, um, so about being a guest on my podcast. I want to talk about that because a lot of people have contacted me about being a guest. And more often than not, in fact, I think 100% of the time, I send them an email back and I say, yes, let's definitely figure this out. And then I never hear from them again. Um, And sometimes it's because people feel shy after the initial impulse to suggest it or they realize it it would upset somebody or it's, I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'm not, I'm also not sure if something something gets lost in translation. So I just wanted to put this message out there. If you have ever sent me a message about being on my podcast and you are waiting for me for correspondence, please reach out again. It is way better to communicate with me with email. You can do eve at everythingsrelativepodcast.com. Um, do not try to communicate me with Facebook. Um, like, But I'll try. Like I try. I'm just very bad at the Facebook. <laughs> 
I'm just very bad at the, at the Facebook. Um, but at this point, like, I don't care. I'm, I'm doing my best. But um, I really would like to connect with you again. So I um, would like all those people who I've heard from who were interested and then they all kind of fell off the face of the earth for one reason or another. And the reason that I don't like to follow up is because I don't want anyone to ever feel like they are being pressured from me. Um, the NPE situation is often so fraught and I never want to be accused of pressuring anyone to be in a situation that they might regret or that makes them uncomfortable. So my policy is to send one note and then I don't follow up because um, I want to give people the the right. <laughs> they want the right and the freedom to do what they will with their, with their story. So I never thought of that other piece of information. So we'll just keep on going. Um, let's talk about this episode. This is a big episode with a woman named Kimberly. Um, we had no problem with correspondence. It all came together really quickly in the way that things in life sometimes do. Um, she reached out to me. She had a story. I said, great, let's schedule it. And it was like less than a week before we were talking. And we talked for over two hours on a school night. And uh, it was even later for her because Kimberly is in Kansas, which is <laughs> so cool to me. Um so anyway, she is really new to her NPE experience, which is always interesting because the story is kind of like, like flying out of them. Like I could feel it sort of burning inside her. You could really sense the energy talking with her. Um, also, when we scheduled our call, she mentioned while we were scheduling it that she had to do something for her horseshoe league. And that's when I knew that Kimberly is a total badass and that we would definitely be friends. So when she called, we talked about all sorts of things. Um, and I did try to edit it down because we're also things we talked about that um, I'm actually going to try and get her back. I'm going to rope Kimberly into coming back for um, some other things. She has, she has, she's so strong and has multiple perspectives within the NPE equation. And I think it's really important to hear all parts of, of her story um, so that we can get all, all the ideas. Um, and, and really understand people better. So there wasn't enough time in this one episode to cover it all. So, um, yeah. Okay. So so this is the first time we're talking to Kimberly. And um, I'm going to schedule another talk with her soon. There's more to her than just playing horseshoes. Enjoy. This is episode nine, season two of Everything's Relative. I'm Eve Sturgis, and I'm talking with Kimberly. Okay. Cool. Kimberly, this is so cool. Uh, this is Eve Sturgis calling you. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um, and then the other thing that is kind of fun and different about this episode, no matter what it is you are going to talk about, is that we are going in almost totally blind. Like, I don't really know your story. And if you sent me some details, I got to be honest, I'm not remembering them right now. So I didn't send you any, I don't think. I don't think you did. Um but I, there was something about uh, your like availability and enthusiasm that I was like, yes, let's just like get on the phone right now. Like sometimes making plans with people is better last minute than planned ahead, way yeah. ahead. You know what I mean? There like isn't mm -hmm. time to can cancel or think about it too much. So I'm super excited. Where are you located? Hutchison, Kansas. You are in Kansas. And what's it like in Kansas right now? Um, it got really cold today. Oh. Like, it was boiling over the weekend, and today it is cold and rainy. Oh, how strange. Okay. The the high tonight is 49. Oh, that's really chilly. Yeah. Although I'm Did okay it, with it. 
Yeah, it probably feels like such a relief. Is it, does it, do they think that like the winter has arrived or is it just like a cold front is moving through and you'll get it's it? Just a, it's just a cold front. It'll pop back up to the 80s next week. Mm-hmm. Wow, weird. Okay. Um, and did you grow up there? I did, born and raised. And are you still in the town that you were born and raised in? Well, let me rephrase this. I was kind of raised in two towns. Mm-hmm. Mostly Hutchison. But okay. yes, I am. Okay. Oh, you know what else I want to talk about before? Because that's almost a perfect place to say like, well, why don't you explain to me growing up? But um, I would like to talk about Horseshoe League. <gasps> Is that something that you emailed that said that you were in? <laughs> That is, that is something I'm in. <laughs> um, can can um, you tell me a little bit about We just that? had our, we just had our state tournament this weekend. Whoa. And how many, okay, wait, how long have you been in a horseshoe league? Let's see. I started, I want to say two years ago. And, and what? What, how did that get started? Have you always been a horseshoer? No. 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 Okay. Um, <laughs> my son started playing with my stepdad. Uh-huh. And so I started playing, he started like three years ago. I started playing to be able to spend time with my son. Oh, um, and, and my stepdad. And then my, my dad, and when I say my dad, I mean my birth certificate father. Sure. He okay. drives down from Emporia every other week to play with our league and then oh. come down to the tournaments because they don't have a league in Emporia. Oh, okay. So this, so it became a thing of, it became a way for you to spend time with your son. Um, mm-hmm. And do all three of you play on the same league? Your son, yes. your dad, and you, and um, my stepdad. Step. Okay. And how, how, uh, how are you at, at horseshoes? Well, I would say fair, okay. but I had a good weekend. I won first place for state in my division this weekend. Whoa, Kimberly, that's totally awesome. I don't know how so, it happened. <laughs> you, so you're telling me that right now I am talking to the Kansas state champion for horseshoeing. In for my division. division, yes. I'm sure it's an incredibly competitive and intense division. There are a lot of lot of men and women who play incredibly well. This is amazing. I I grew up um, with uh, I grew up across the street from a park that has horseshoe pits. Is that what they're called? Horseshoe yes. horseshoe yes. pits. Um, it has a huge horseshoe pits that's kind of famous. Not famous for, but in town, like people know what, where that is and what that is in, in my little town that I grew up in. And, um, and then my, I like, it's a, I have like a real clear memory and sort of like a fond association with horseshoeing with my dad, my birth certificate dad and his brothers mm-hmm. and my, and my grandfather. Uh, but I had no idea that it could ever be so big that there were leagues and that there would be tournaments. There is a world horseshoe tournament. Wow. <laughs> I won't go to that, but it, it exists. Are you going to go to nationals? Does winning in Kansas mean that you go to nationals now? You know, I don't think there is a nationals. Other oh, people it just goes state. It goes from state to globe. Okay. If there is somehow, I've missed it. Mm-hmm. Well, Priority. I wasn't even going to play this past weekend. The, uh, Oklahoma has a hundred mile yard sale thing every summer. 
and I've wanted to go for a long time. And this is their 100th year, and they just had it, and I was going to do that. Wait, it's their 100th year of the 100-mile? Yard sale. Yard sale? Yeah, different towns, all kinds of things. That sounds so fun. I know. Someone who loves yard sales and thrifting and finding vintage things, I would... You just really... You just gave me me a road trip idea. Oh, yeah. They do it every year. I'm going to try again next summer because this summer I decided to stay so I could spend time with my dad. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it one year. You're gonna make it. Maybe I love if, other maybe stuff. if you and I can hold each other accountable. <laughs> I'm gonna need Road a trailer. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be great. Okay. All right. I'm it's all falling together. Okay. Um, so yes, okay. So we've already even mentioned dads and stepdads and birth certificate dads. Uh do you how do you like to tell your story? Like if you were just, do you tell friends, what have you told friends? Is it something you're open about? Or do you want me to ask you interview style questions? It's up to you. Um, I mean, there's multiple, like I said, I was going to make points. So I made sure I didn't miss anything. Guess who didn't do that? Well, you're probably, well, I was going to say, you probably are just basking in the glory of being the champion of horseshoeing. (laughs) Um, I'm all over the map. I was building a workbench for the new workstation I'm building myself so that I have a place to set up my cricket and my... Oh, like a um, cricket, like crafting? And my heat press. Like, like, oh. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Is that something, is that a pastime that you do for fun? Or is is it a work or what is... It's a fun thing that I'm going to try to turn into a... Those are the best kind. Maybe. What kind of stuff do you do? Yeah. Um, um, well, mm-hmm. I'm kind of um, a jack of all trades, but <laughs> I do t-shirts, uh, stickers. I'm learning how to do tumblers. A sublimation printer does a different type of t-shirt and tumbler and coasters. And I mean, you can do basically anything with a sublimation okay. printer. Um, I got a t-shirt heat press. That way everything is nice and even. Mm-hmm. I build I build things with wood, like I build tables and stuff. Um, oh, you're cra- oh, you're like not just crafty. You are like, uh, you, you like you exemplify the original word of the word. Craft. I'm very handy. Yeah, I, I do electricity. I mean, <laughs> my Whoa. stepdad, my stepdad's a carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned a lot from him and Pinterest. Yeah. Wow, put those two together, and you've got really got something. Um, how about making tote bags? Or yep, I can do those too. Hey, maybe we should get together and make some things for Everything's Relative podcast. That would be fantastic. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about it later. Okay, <laughs> we don't okay. have to talk about it right now. Okay, but just like put a pin in it. I've already written it down for myself. Uh, but I think that'd be really fun. I agree. Okay, cool. Figure out how to make that work. All right. So you tell me. Tell me. Okay. We'll start from we'll start from the beginning, the beginning of Kimberly. Um, so all my life mm-hmm. I have been told that um Okay, my mom had my brother when she was 16. And my dad and her got married. My dad mm-hmm. is 3 years older than her. Um and then mm-hmm. I guess it was so incredibly painful, she made my dad get a vasectomy. 
and then she decided, and then she decided that wasn't it because she wanted me. So she had him have a reversal. How many, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Sorry. Um, how many children do you have? I have four. You have four. Did you, do you ever go through that? Like when you have, when, well, I'll just talk about me and then see if you relate to this. But when I, every, so I have three and every child, um, until this last one, so I guess it's only two, but it's, that's a lot. Um, when, when they're born, I'm like, I'm never doing that again. And it's not, it's not necessarily from the labor specifically. It's just from like the whole experience. Like I hate being pregnant. The, I just, I'm like, I'm never doing that again. And then there just comes a time where I'm like, oh, I, we are really ready. Would love it. I love having children. Let's have babies. <laughs> um, so I wonder if that's what happened to your mom. She just like got to the place where she forgot and the hormones kicked in and she was like, I'm ready again. I It could be. Who knows what that woman. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> okay. So she had a vasectomy reversed. I mean, she didn't, did. but she asked, she asked, she asked her husband to do that. And that's what he so did. He had the vasectomy. He had it reversed. Um, and so my whole life I was told that I came, I was wanted so badly that my dad had a reversal to have me. And I was told that I was, I cooked two weeks too long. Um, Oh, <laughs> only because yeah. I only because I we all know the end of the story or the yes we all know the twist <laughs> is that Kimberly was right on time. Oh, you were two two weeks late. No problem. <laughs> so <sighs> that's the story I've been told of like my origins, and that's like a oh cool you know I I came from this. That's how much I was wanted. Well, then mm-hmm. growing my parents got divorced two months before I was born. Um, it was, it was a very rough, rocky thing. Um, Mm -hmm. and growing up every time my mother got into a sticky situation where it wasn't safe for my brother and I, um, Mm -hmm. my dad would come get us and we would go live with him until she was in a place that she could, you know, take us back. And Mm -hmm. so we bebopped back and forth. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, how, what's the age difference between you and your brother? Um, my brother and I are four and a half years apart. Okay. Um, and what was that like for you to go to hop back and forth between your, your mom and your dad's house? Um, well, I think it was probably easier on my brother than it was on me mm-hmm. because when he went to dad's, he didn't have to be my babysitter. Um, and oh, he got to okay. be a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved hanging out with dad. If mm-hmm, dad mm-hmm. went to go do it, he would ask all of us kids if we wanted to go because I have mm-hmm. two step siblings. Um, and the only one who ever said yes was me. So I'm very, I went to golf camp one summer because my dad golfed at that time. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. Um, so we went back and forth. And through that, I, I don't even know how I heard the rumors, but I had heard rumors that dad wasn't my dad. Um, and you're like, okay, whatever. I just figured that dad's side of the family didn't like my mom because their marriage was very rocky mm-hmm. and they were just toxic for each other, I guess. Um, and then when I was 12, at that point I was living with my dad and I'd gone to visit my mom and I, I don't remember the situation exactly, but I had hurt her 
somehow and to hurt me back, she mm-hmm. told me that my dad wasn't my dad. So like emotionally you'd hurt her feelings somehow? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so after that visit, I went to my dad and I told him what she had said. And he told me, you know, if I wanted, we could do a DNA test, but it Mm -hmm. didn't matter what it said. I was his daughter. Right. So me being the classic overthinker I am, I held on to that all these years Mm -hmm. because a person who is sure that you are their child doesn't say it doesn't matter what it says. Right. Um, so between that and her actually saying it, it like stuck in my brain. Sure. Of course. So I, I've been talking about it for years and then I think it was like six years ago, my stepbrother told me that he actually believed that my dad wasn't my dad and he had taken me in because I didn't have a dad. Um, And I also knew that my dad didn't have a whole lot to do with me until I was about three But I figured that's because he's not a baby and a little kid person. Right. Um, They had this this rocky relationship. Yeah. Visitation can be tangled. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So along comes this year. I had been talking to my dad's half-brother about ancestry because he was sending me pictures of my, like, great-grandparents and, like, way down the line on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. And we got to talking about it and somehow I found out he had done ancestry. And mm-hmm. I had been trying to convince my brother to do it with me and he, he just wouldn't do it. Um, he's got something about putting your DNA out in the world. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> he was, he was military and right. Right. So Who knows what they're doing with the information. Well, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, well here's my chance. So, Black Friday comes along last November and I mm-hmm. convinced my brother to buy it for me for my birthday in December. Oh, great. Um, okay. So the test comes in December. I see it. I look at it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not quite ready. And so I set it on a shelf. <laughs> oh, the test, the test arrives and you said, I'm not quite yeah, ready. And I set it on a shelf. <laughs> and mm-hmm. my second to oldest daughter nagged me and nagged me until I took this silly test. And so I took it like, I think the end of January and it came in the beginning of December. Um, and I, I want to say that test absolutely grossed me out. I have an mm-hmm. issue with saliva. <laughs> Apparently. Mm. I don't think you have, a, I mean, I don't think you have an issue. I, I, well, yeah, I mean, I just want to validate your disgust yes. uh, as someone who's done the 23andMe thing. I had no idea that that is what is expected. Yeah. Of <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? I'm sorry. How much into the what? I thought I was going to, I thought I totally expected it to be a cute Yeah, me thing. too. Me too. So anyhow, yeah. I do the test. She nags me all the way to the post office and I like have to text her and tell her that I put it in the box. What uh, what do you think your daughter was so interested in or excited she, about? My kids have known that it has been a question in my mind for a long time. And I just wanted, mm-hmm. and the reason I did the test is because I just wanted to get the question out of my head. I didn't actually right. expect it to come back the way it did. I thought mm-hmm. that it would just get the question out of my head and I could just be done with it. Um, hmm. 
we all know that's not how that turned out. Um, <laughs> right. So it's becoming a tale as old as yeah. time. So I'm waiting for the results, waiting for the results. And I go to Michael's craft store with a friend of mine on March 7th. And we're walking around the store okay. getting invitation stuff for her wedding. And the, that cool. magical email comes in. And I open it up as she's looking at all kinds of stamp stuff. And I'm reading mm-hmm. it. I'm reading it. And I'm looking for anything that says the last name Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like I saw my mom's family. And so I'm still scrolling. And then I'm. My friend's like, well, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. We can keep looking. I said, I'm just going to multitask. And I keep looking. So I start messaging my uncle. And I'm like, okay, well, I got my results. This is what they say. Do you match any of these people? And, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't. And my husband and I were going to my friend's house that evening for dinner with her and her husband, or I guess fiance. Um, And we were playing. Did your uncle know about this possibility? No. Okay. Him and my dad aren't close. Okay. Um, and we were we went over there and ate dinner and we were playing a card game and everything. And the whole time I'm on my phone messaging back and forth with my uncle. And I'm holding it together, you know. I'm, I'm in that investigative mode. And mm-hmm. <laughs> we leave. I go home. I go to bed. I'm, I, I'm still just, you know, thinking about it. And the next day I called my dad's well it's his cousin but she's like an aunt to me yeah and I called her because at that point I'm like well I I it it, it is what it is this is what it is Hmm. and when I called her because I needed to know how she thought he would react Hmm. that's when I yeah that's when I finally broke Hmm. um that's when there was no more holding it together (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, and that was on March 7th is when I got the results in and that would have been a Saturday. I called my cousin, my aunt on Sunday and I happened to be going to Emporia for work or that direction at least on Monday and I had already planned on stopping to see my dad mm-hmm. and it wasn't something I wanted to talk to him about over the phone. He actually ordered an ancestry kit that day. Well, wait a minute. Uh, what did your aunt? What did your aunt predict? Did she have? She a... said that he would love me no matter what, mm-hmm. um, and that there's no way I can get rid of them. They're my family. <laughs> I said, "Well, oh, good. Okay, okay, that's nice." <laughs> um, yeah, she said that it it wouldn't matter to my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I go and talk to him, and I I tell him, and I'm a mess, absolute mess. Mm. And at this point. All I know is what the DNA results have said. I haven't figured anything out yet. And he tells me, we go to dinner. You're focused on what it's not saying right now. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So we go to dinner and at one point he's like, well, when I was a baby, I had a complete blood transfusion. Maybe that did something. I'm saying, I think, well, I don't think it works that way, but okay. Um, And then at dinner, he tells me that if he had to, be, if he was a betting person, he would guess it was this redheaded sheriff in Beaver, Oklahoma. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, I, apparently, I like him already. Yeah. So apparently, my uh, my mom wasn't, and we all knew this. My mom wasn't incredibly faithful, but Dad didn't have proof. Mm-hmm. Um, he had assumptions. So anyhow, mm-hmm. 
I talk to him. I feel a little bit better because I've talked to him. And I start digging. Like there was one night that I stayed up with my friend that was with me when I got the results. And we did like this triangulation chart trying to (laughs) figure it out. And through the mix of figuring everything out, I contacted one of the people on there that said that they were my second cousin. She helped a lot. Um, And I had it narrowed down to a set of brothers. Yeah, that's so it's so often that people come up with like brothers or like yes. this team this team of men. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess I kind of I skipped a part here because this is March. I hadn't spoken to my mother since my birthday in December. Okay. Um mm-hmm. so it is by the time I had it narrowed down to the two brothers, it was like a week and a half after I got the results. And I'm like driving around town, stalking my mom's house, trying to make myself stop <laughs> because I really didn't want to talk to her, <laughs> but I, it was necessary. Um, so I finally, I, and through one of my stalking drives, I had called my dad and I had, uh, uh, he asked me to leave well enough alone. I don't oh. have that. I don't have that capability. Mm-hmm. I, I am incapable of this. Right. Um, so I end up stopping and I go there and I probably surprised her by just walking in the house. It had been, mm-hmm. you know, four and a half months. And mm-hmm. I sit there for a moment, do a little small talk. And then I tell her that, you know, I took the test and that the results say that dad isn't my dad. And she says, that's impossible. It's wrong. I said, no, it's not. And then I started telling her the names that were on it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she gets real quiet. She covers her eyes and she spits out a name. One of the two brothers. Oh my gosh. So it confirmed it for me and the, the cousin on the ancestry that I'd been working for. Mm-hmm. And I talked to her quite a bit and her dad is my biological dad's first cousin. She ended up giving me his phone number because I didn't, I felt obligated to let him know I exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then medical history, of course, that's a given. Sure. Um, but I didn't have any plans past that. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me, can you tell me like a little bit more about the feeling of obligation that, that he should know you exist? Well, here's another fun snippet. Okay. My oldest, who is, she'll be 18 in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, the p- person on her birth certificate, we got together when I was three months pregnant with her. Mm-hmm. And I did not tell her about who her biological father is. She didn't know there was somebody else until mm-hmm. she was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, Kimberly, this does get layered quickly. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you know, so I walked with that, that guilt and that mm-hmm. for 10 years mm-hmm. as a mm-hmm. parent. Um, and you know, I just feel like everybody should know who they're connected to. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I didn't intend to have a relationship with him, but I felt like he should know. Mm-hmm. He, with, he your, could, with your with your biological yes. father. 
Yeah, and he could do whatever he wanted with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, she gave me her phone number, and I didn't want to accidentally reach his wife. Sure. Um, because if it if he was going to tell her, that was that was up to him. Mm-hmm. That was not up to me. Um, and also through all this, I realized he's 13 years older than my mom. And so, oh, so who knows who's involved? Yes. As so far I, as the I, timeline. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, first thing I did was I, I was on my way to see my dad one weekend. Um, it would have been like the 21st of March. Mm-hmm. And I called and it rang, it rang, and then went to voicemail and I hung up and I like, I, I couldn't breathe. So I ended up sending a text and that says, you know, my name is Kimberly. You used to know my parents so-and-so once upon mm-hmm. a time. I'd like to have a conversation with you about my mom. Hmm. And... I wait, I wait, I don't get a response. So about maybe a week later, I'm like, okay, I'm going to call one more time. I'm going to leave a voicemail. And if he doesn't contact me back, I have fulfilled my obligation. Mm-hmm. So I, I call, I leave a, a voicemail that basically says the same thing as the text. And I leave it. The next morning... At 8 a.m., I get a text message from him that says, um, asks if I'm, a, if I'm available for a phone call. Mm-hmm. So, like, I go back into that I can't breathe mode. Right. Um, <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I good, yeah, call. <laughs> sure. I can do this. So... We talked for probably like an hour, maybe. He said that as soon as he saw my text, he knew exactly what it was about. Oh, sure. Of course. Um, And I think he was kind of hoping I I just wouldn't call back. Maybe it would go away. (laughs) That's what everybody everybody is hoping in these situations. He also immediately deleted the text. I didn't think about the fact that other people look at their spouse's phones. Oh. I don't ever look at mine. My husband mm-hmm. doesn't look at my phone. I don't look at his. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we don't really. Do that. We don't really. <laughs> I guess things could pop up in a visible way, but we don't. We're not. A, we're not a couple that checks on each other either. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're an older couple, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that like she probably helps some technology here and there. Um, I've also been like driving or doing something and been like, Hey, can you check, can you check my phone and do this and that? Yeah. So I find out that he has been married to the same woman 45 years this, this year. Uh Um, they have three daughters all older than me. Mm -hmm. Um, the youngest is like a year and a half older than me. Okay. Um, and you know, he tells me, like, what he did for a living. He just tells me about himself and his family. Um, when I asked him about medical stuff, like, if there was any medical issues, his his response was longevity. Oh. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's a problem. Medical issue. I guess. I guess. Hmm. <laughs> um, 
quality problem. And as he's talking to me, he's very, um, I don't want to, I don't know how to explain it. Like, okay. When I get nervous, I make bad jokes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, and I'm horrible about it. It was one of the things that my ex-husband hated about me, <laughs> but I couldn't help it. I do. Yeah. No, I do that too. He did the exact same thing. Oh, like, um, at one point he, cause I had told him I have children. He, at one point he's like, well, so tell me about my grandchildren. And then mm-hmm. he goes, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> right, right. Giggle, 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 yeah. And he's mm-hmm. just trying to, like, lighten it up a little. And that's what I do when I'm joking. I'm trying to lighten mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> sure. But it was so weird to hear somebody else do it. Because hmm. nobody else in my family does that. Um, so we have that conversation. And he, during the conversation, it kind of sounds like, like, I wasn't sure if he was going to tell his wife. Um, so we finished that conversation. And that evening I was talking to my husband. And I was like, well, if he tells her, this will tell me what kind of person he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say about... And I was perfectly fine at that point. Like, he could have never spoken to me again and I'd have been fine. You felt fine. I, I was okay. Um, hmm. I knew what it, what I needed to know. I had fulfilled my obligation. <laughs> okay. Um, so about a week later, his wife, she messages me and tells me that they are willing to open their Facebook up for a little bit. She doesn't know how long so that <laughs> I can see pictures of the family. And I told her, yeah, I told her at that point that um, I can't add them to my Facebook I'm not comfortable with that, that I would make my Facebook public so they could look at mine, but I couldn't add them to my Facebook. Okay. And then I got to talking okay. to her and having, yeah, holding conversation with her. And mm-hmm, next mm-hmm. thing I know that same day, the youngest of the three sisters reaches out to me because she got permission from her parents uh-huh. to reach out to me. Oh, and here, here's a part. Oh my goodness This gracious. is a part you'll like. All of their names, all three of them, their name starts with K. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> None of them are no. named Kim. Um, they actually okay. wow. like the name Kimberly, but they've never named one of them Kimberly because people shorten it. Um, I don't go by mm-hmm. Kim. I go by Kimberly because my mom has always mm-hmm. told me that every Kim she has ever known has been a insert word um and so whenever uh-huh. she's mad at me she calls me kim oh <laughs> so I, I go by Kimberly. okay <laughs> so luckily nobody yeah. has my name um but still i mean it doesn't even need to yep. be the k is but my that takes my, effort to do three to do three k's for females. four in total four yeah yeah but my grandma named me which is interesting Hmm. It's just purely coincidental, I guess. Or there's something I'm not told. So anyhow. She had a 1 in 26 chance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so the sisters messaged me, and I end up getting on a group chat with the three sisters. Said group chat turns into a family chat. And it's in the middle of COVID. 
Right. All we have to do this all is day. recently. This is 2020. Okay. Yeah. Um, yesterday was six months since I got my results. So anyhow, it turns into this big family chat and COVID is going on. So all we have to do is talk to each other, which I think COVID was kind of a blessing. Yeah. Um, Because there was no need to rush meeting each other or anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We did some Zoom calls um, with everybody. Um, But mostly it was just this family chat. And I'm I'm an open book. If you ask a mm-hmm. question, I'm I'm most likely going to answer it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I apparently don't have boundaries. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's not the same as not having any boundaries, but <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, so we spent, you know, probably, let's see, they messaged me very beginning of April, a good month and a half before we met. And how we met was we decided to get a Airbnb at like a, ca- a cabin, you know, mm-hmm. and it started out with everybody bringing their whole family. And you, mind you, all three of the daughters are married mm-hmm. um, and they have children. So a lot this, of people, a lot of people. And I'm like, um, I, I slowly whittled it down to like just husbands. And then I whittled it down <laughs> to just us. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like I, I did it slowly because I, I, that was too much for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that is a lot. I didn't want to take anybody with me either. Mm. I wanted to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I had met the youngest daughter the weekend before because we live in the same state. We live mm-hmm. like two and a half hours from each other and we met in the middle. And, um, we, I think we went to a park and just talked for probably two hours. Mm-hmm. However, had I not done that, when I pulled up to this cabin, I think I would have just drove off. Oh. Because I pull up and I'm sitting there and I made sure to park in the escape parking spot. Mm-hmm. Good call. Um, just in case. <laughs> everybody else was, everybody else was already expect, there. Yeah. Ex- plan, expect the best, plan for the worst. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, so I pull up and I'm just sitting there staring at this cabin and they're met, they messaged me on the messenger and I, I am not, I haven't answered. Mm-hmm. So they end up sending the daughter out that I had met. Um, ah. and she came out and I started crying because mm. it was just so much, you know? Yeah. Just overwhelmed. But she managed to kind of talk me out of the car and you're and you were totally alone your husband wasn't with you no yeah okay. i i'm i prefer to do things like that alone mm-hmm. <laughs> i hear no i hear you i hear you i hear you because he doesn't understand mm-hmm. i mean he he tries to be as comforting as he possibly can be sure but i mean he doesn't get it <laughs> you really can't unless you're in this position right um, so, you know, we go, we stay the weekend, everything goes wonderfully and everything has gone wonderfully since this wow. family is amazing. Oh, there is a piece of the story. I forgot my biological father mm-hmm. and my dad mm-hmm. were friends. 
Aha. He is actually, my biological dad is actually the first cousin to, he was married, his first cousin was married to my dad's sister. Got it. Which is, okay. which is how they met. So right. what was my okay. first cousin's, or I guess still family, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so anyhow, and my dad worked with him for a little, for him for a little while too. So they uh, were friends. Mm-hmm. My dad was, my parents were married and him and his wife were married. So, you know, I came out of complete and total deception, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which that is something I struggle with. Okay. We'll get so, to that. I want to ask you about that in a minute, but okay. So anyhow, the weekend goes well. Um, I think we got together. I think we've gotten together at least once a month since May. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my kids with me in June, at the end of June, I think. Was it June? Yeah, it was. It was in June. Um, and then we went there for July Fourth. My husband went with me that time. Um, and then this, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, um, all of them drove (laughs) an hour from Hutchison because I was on call for work and couldn't go further than an hour away. And so they, cause they live in Mm -hmm. Oklahoma and they luckily right by the border, but so they all drove and we met in Pratt. Um, and did a kind of like a barbecue thing at a park Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. celebrated September and October birthdays. Um, that sounds really fun. It it was a lot of fun. And, you know, I've met, oh, I have a lot of nieces and nephews now and sure. Um, and is everybody, um, are you, let's see. Is everybody comfortable? Yeah. Or like, are they open about like, this is auntie Kimberly? Yes. Or okay. So okay. Wow. They are Great. all absolutely amazing. Hmm. I'm pretty sure their mom is a saint. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes I'd like her to be my mommy too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because mm-hmm. she's just she's just so sweet and accepting and I don't know how she does it. Because I don't know if I could be that accepting. I don't know if I could look at that person and not just see the pain. Mm -hmm. Um, But she does it. Hmm. And do you know um, their version of events? Did she, she, she did not, she did not know about you until. He did not. Okay. He didn't either. Okay. That was my um, next question. Okay. Yep. Apparently my mom told him that she was already pregnant. Oh, okay. Um, and when he told his wife, he she actually contacted my mom and talked to her on the phone. Started oh. with Messenger and talked to her on the phone. And like was recently. very calm. Yes. Just it was right okay. it was right before she messaged me the first time. Wow. Um, cause she wanted to make sure that stories lined up. Oh, okay. And I can respect that. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I gotta respect yeah, like that. My heart kind of goes out to her. Yeah. I, yeah. That's fair. Uh-huh. Um, my dad isn't like one of those, I'm going to talk about my feelings. I'd rather just swoosh it under the rug and we're just 
like never going to talk about this again. Right. Right. Um, but I knew he wouldn't tell me. <laughs> right. Um, not completely. Right. So I went ahead during the what month and a half before I met them. Mm-hmm. I went ahead and got on some antidepressants. Okay. So that because I didn't want to spiral before I could mm-hmm. catch it. Totally. Um, because, you know, I have a family and I kind of need yep. to be available for that. Yep. And so I was just staying. No, as, I mean, it's, it's so funny because I'm like, obviously you're a social worker <laughs> as like mm-hmm. a therapist. And I wish that more people <laughs> would recognize their resource availability like that. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I had gotten on antidepressants and everything and... I, it wasn't long after I met them for the first time. And I had seen my dad a few times in between all of this. Um, mm-hmm. And every time I saw my dad, I felt guilty because I was talking mm. to them as well. But my yeah. dad wasn't talking to me about any of this. Neither of my parents were. Mm-hmm. And the only ones who were asking me how I was doing was these new parents. Right. Oh, and right. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. And so there was one day finally that I went to my mom's house. My dad was there because when my dad comes to town for horseshoes, he stays the weekend and he stays at my mom's house. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet here. And I go over there and both my parents are sitting on the couch. I wait for my stepdad to leave the room because mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to drag him into any more than he has to be. <laughs> Poor guy. That's very and, nice of you. <laughs> um. And I started talking to the both of them. And my mother sat there and looked 100% straight ahead, did not say a word. Mm -hmm. Um, But I told them that, you know, neither of my parents have asked me how I am. I said, Mm -hmm. I find that wrong. And I explained to them how I am. And I told them, I'm not okay. I'm Mm -hmm. never going to be okay. And where everybody says nothing has changed, no, nothing has changed, but everything has changed. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, I am no longer just like Andrew, which is my brother. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm different now. I was like, and the fact that nobody's talking to me does not help me. Mm -hmm. Um, So this opened up conversation for my dad and I. I guess he was waiting for me to come to him. Which 100% sounds like him. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I've, I've talked to my dad. Like, I went and had breakfast with him this morning because he was here for the straight tournament. And then, you know, he left with my mom today to go to Colorado. And, sure. you know, I found out little bits and pieces of information. Like, I read my baby book recently oh. again. And my mom had wrote a letter when I was three to me. And it talked a lot about my birth and how my dad was with me or wasn't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I feel like I need to ask questions. Most people mm-hmm. or a lot of people don't get that opportunity because somebody mm-hmm. has passed away. Mm-hmm. For me, everybody's alive. And Yeah, I hear you. Uh-huh. So same boat. I bit the bullet this morning and I talked to him about it. And I find out that when my Wait, mom this had morning? Me, my 
this morning. This morning, <laughs> Tuesday, September. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I, it's amazing. I, we are like yeah. up to date. Holy yes. smokes, Kimberly. Okay. I just keep asking questions as they come because, you know, there's going to come a point I don't have that opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and my dad will talk to me. My mother will not, but my dad okay. will. Nor do, I, nor do I really want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told me that when I was born, he really didn't think I was his. Oh. Um, but my mom insisted that I was and shoved it down his throat so much that at a certain point, he's just like, okay. And I was cute. Right. <laughs> he, loved he loved me. I was cute and adorable. Um, but so, you know, he just accepted me. And that part where my stepbrother said that, um, I didn't have a dad, so my dad took me in. Well, I guess mm-hmm. he's right. Um, okay. A few weeks ago, I had gone to Emporia, and my dad left a little bit early to go fishing, and so I talked to my stepmom and mm-hmm. to see how he really is, you know? Yeah, sure. And I was telling her what my stepbrother told me, and she's like, well, he probably overheard conversations. And I leave there, and I'm driving home, and I'm like, this was a big enough thing that there were conversations? Right, like it was just openly talked about in the home. Yeah. So it just mm. made me really think, who knew what? Yeah, And right. nobody wanted to tell me. I could understand my dad not telling me because that yeah. meant he might lose me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not as forgiving with my mom, but there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of other otherness to go with it that. It sounds like she's somebody we would call a piece of work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, cause I mean, we already weren't talking. This situation right. <laughs> is what made me talk to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love my mom. I don't condemn her for what took place 37 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do condemn her for using it to hurt me when I was 12 and it turning out to be true. <laughs> I do struggle with that. I do yeah. struggle with her lack of acceptance of it now and mm-hmm. kind of just acting like I shouldn't. My grandmother told me that this guy is no different than a sperm donor. Oh, uh-huh. and a, then tried to say, yeah. yeah, somewhere in there. Um, I said that my dad is always going to be my dad. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, for how long? Mm. And that right there for me hit where it hurt. Because yeah. one of my biggest fears is losing my dad. Right. Which is why I talk to him about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I put up a post on Facebook about me getting first place in horseshoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. I can't even tell you that part yet because there's a part I missed I haven't talked about yet. <laughs> okay. So, um, after I came out of the woodwork... Mm-hmm. Um, if I had have done 23andMe, it would have led me directly to them because they had done oh, that. Oh, they had done that, but, right. But I did Ancestry. Mm-hmm. But one of the daughters had not done anything. Mm-hmm. So she decided to do Ancestry. Mm-hmm. So when she gets her results back, um, us four daughters get on Zoom uh, to look at mm-hmm. them together. Oh, no. And <laughs> <laughs> through looking at it, 
Uh-huh. <laughs> they look at it and they see this this person marked as a second cousin. And they're like, uh-huh. who's this? And I had noticed this person. And I had noticed that he was connected to the two people that I am. And mm-hmm. it was an aunt from one side of the family or a great aunt from one side of the family and a great aunt from the other side of the family, which is how I narrowed it down to the two brothers. Right. Um, and, but I, that's not what I was looking for. So I didn't look into it. Right. There's a brother. Right. It was Cousin's his kid. <gasps> oh no. He I mean, is, oh, yeah. he I mean turned, oh. well, he just turned 46. And there were a lot of conversations about whether or not to reach out to him. Mm-hmm. And myself and my biological dad, father, I haven't decided what to call him. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we both said to leave it be. If he's not looking, leave him alone. Because it was his son's DNA, not his. And because I know how much it can rock your world. But right. the daughters so badly wanted yeah. to reach out to him. And somewhere along the line, they won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. at the, like, when they messaged him, I got drugged into the loop at the very last second. And I'm like, what's happening here? Right, sure. <laughs> like, we're and all going to his house. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. actually lives in the same town as one of the sisters. Of course. But I mean, he, <laughs> it's weird, but it all does all the time. Yeah. He works at a state all the time. So anyhow, hmm. they reach out to him. And I guess he has always known that he didn't know who his father was. Oh, okay. And his mom had given him some other name and he was trying to look up this person. Uh-oh. And for him, this is, he found okay. his, he found his pack. It's a joyous occasion. Wow. Um, <laughs> One of so the cool. barbecue we went that. to, yeah, the barbecue thing that mm-hmm. we did the weekend for last, his birthday is one of the ones that was celebrated, and mm-hmm. the parents gave him 46 years worth of birthday cards, oh, and put an individual message into each one, Um. Wow. Like, it wasn't even my gift, and it was overwhelming for me. Yeah, I know. I'm like, that's 46 is a lot. That would really overwhelm me. Um, but he, you know, he's just elated. So, back to, now I can go back to where I was. Um, okay, so I posted you- the thing on Facebook, and mm-hmm. he put a post up there that said, that's my sister, and then put, like, a little picture that says, like, number one. Mm-hmm. So, first I, first I try to hide it. Uh-huh. And then I realized it only hides it from me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, so I didn't know what to do because my mom's family, my mom and my grandma are really worried about this family finding out. Oh, okay. Um, my dad, I wasn't sure where he stood. So I talked to my dad about it at breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, this is what's happened. This is where I'm at. What do I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, well, mm-hmm. do you not... He's like, well, it depends. Are, do you want to have a relationship with him? I was like, well, I talk to him all the time. And he's like, okay, then what's your problem? I said, mom and grandma. I said, right. and then there's your family. He's like, my family could just think it's a really good friend of yours. Or it doesn't, right. they, don't, they don't care. They're, ju- they're not judgmental like that. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And he's like, you know what? Don't worry about your mom's family. You're comfortable. You do you. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, he your, under- dad, your dad is so cool. I love my dad. My dad's amazing. Um, really great. There is one very, very important person I have not talked about yet. Okay. My brother. Um, him and I, yes, he is and has always been my rock. Mm. Um, and, you know, obviously he's like the first person I called. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has done his best <laughs> to comfort yeah. me. But he, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, well, if it was me, I think I would have just left it alone. I'm like, you don't know that until you're there. Right. Um, and, well, and, you know, here I have ended up with this just incredibly nice, welcoming family. Um, my sister-in-law tells me that she thinks that my brother's a little jealous of that. Oh, yeah. That's possible. Um, I can totally, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's worried about being replaced. But mm-hmm. everybody, everybody knows he's not replaceable. Right. Um, I mean, that's my big brother. He probably like half raised me um he's always he's but it, you he you clearly both went through a childhood together that could well, only probably yeah. bring you either bring you together or or split you apart permanently so if you're together you must be together tight yes and you know this is the first thing that had to do with our family that just i am experiencing mm-hmm and right. that is such an absolute foreign feeling. Yeah. And of course he doesn't know, he doesn't really know what to say to me, but he does his best. Um and he has to do a lot of navigating between my mom and me. Yeah. Poor guy. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's so interesting. My brother does too. I mean, he just has to help. And doesn't have to help, but he he's yeah, he's stuck in an un un Yeah. An unplanned or like unwittingly ambassadorship that, um, but yeah, I'm sure is is confusing. Yeah, well, where he's lucky is he's in Colorado. I'm mm-hmm. here with her. Right. Oh, see, mine is the opposite. My brother is near my parents, and so that's why it's also. How'd you make that happen? <laughs> I got, I got out of there. I got, uh, I got out of there a long time ago. So they're nearby. So they're close. So it's more precarious. It's more precarious for him. And yet he also, I think, doesn't even have the expanse of empathy for it because it's not his story. It's not his situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want yeah. the important people in my life to get along. Um, mm-hmm. The agreement I made with my dad is that I would never put him and my biological dad in the same room. That's an agreement we made. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, I can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, That's something he asked for. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, you know, he, today he said what it was was a 36-year-old a thirty six year old knife in his back. Yeah. Oh, that's... Um, that's Because he had considered this individual his friend. Yeah. No, it's... Um, I am not questioning your dad's decision or request I am, at all. Yeah. <laughs> Course. I am one hundred percent willing to respect trail. Yeah. Um, and when I contacted my bio, 
my biological dad for the first time, he told me he would completely understand him. My dad wanted to come down there and shoot him. Shoot him, yeah. And he apologized to me multiple times. Hmm. Um, but my dad has also told me that this guy, he's good people. Right. He said, despite this, they're good people. Well, it sounds like your dad and you and a lot of these people um, are like really able to understand the way that, that nothing is, is all or nothing. Oh yeah. You know, it's not black or white and they, you can hold, you can hold all sorts of things at the same time. Mm -hmm. Well, my grandson's birthday is coming up and my daughter invited my dad and the new parents. And I'm mm -hmm. like, Oh, you can't do that. Autumn. <laughs> <laughs> and so I contacted my, I call her my bonus mom now. Mm -hmm. um, I contacted her and I told her That's what the great. deal was. And yeah. she said, well, you just let us know if your dad's going to be there, we won't go. If mm -hmm. he isn't going to be able to make it, we'll try to make it. Mm -hmm. um, she's like, whatever makes you comfortable. Oh, wow. Um, like, they're just very, very welcoming. He is struggling yeah. with telling his family. Ex he's told a few of his family members. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he's told any of his friends. They have a very tight knit community, especially with their church. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, yeah. and she asked me once when I went down there, if it bothered me that he hadn't told all these people mm -hmm. and it doesn't bother me at all. I think that that's something he should do on his own time. Mm hmm. It does bother his daughter, or two of his daughters at least, because mm -hmm. as long as he's not telling people, they have to keep the secret. Right. And That's the thing about secrets. Yeah. And I can understand not wanting to keep that. Because they're mm -hmm. excited. Right. The brother is not a big deal. Because he came before his wife. <laughs> I did not. Right. Um... And so that one's not so much a big deal that's explainable. Right. right. Now I have this brother, which I struggle with the brother part because I have something to compare him against. I have my brother. Your brother. And with me being as close to my brother as I am, um, I, I have a hard time with the new half-brother. The sisters, I don't have a problem with at all because I don't have a sister. Right. Um, and it, having a sister is kind of cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but he's very understanding of that relationship. And I, I like one day I told him I was grateful for that. And he said, well, I wouldn't be a big brother if I wasn't understanding. Aww. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, um, one of my um, half sisters also listens to your podcast. Mm -hmm. Um. And she really enjoys it, too. They have all been listening to, like, they're on the different Facebook groups that they can be on. Right. And they read books to try to understand our perspective. That's so nice. Um, like, I just don't even know what to do with these people because I don't think I'm that nice of a person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like, before we met for the first time, um, I messaged the new parents and I told them, like, Basically everything bad I had ever done in my life. Oh, wow. Um, just so I didn't ever have to worry about not saying something. I, I'm done with secrets. 
Wow, I, really, that's powerful. That's such a powerful idea image of just this like long list. <laughs> yeah, and they told me that it didn't matter. Everything's yeah. in the past yeah. um, and that people are human, which I completely agree with. But, you know, everybody has these things that they feel right. shameful about. But I I am 100% just done with secrets. Mm-hmm. I have held had to hold too many in my life. And yeah, yeah. I just can't anymore. Fair share. And exhausted. My uh, my half sister is the one that got me looking at different um, support groups on Facebook, which I didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's also the one that turned me on to podcasts because I listen to podcasts a lot when I drive because I visit foster kids all over the state of Kansas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I drive a lot, and. You know, it's just opened up a whole new world. And for me, I've been looking for one, for an anything Mm -hmm. that is somewhat similar to my story. I find bits and pieces. But Mm -hmm. most of the time, like, they're, people are older when they find out. Mm -hmm. Um, And somebody in the equation has passed away. Not all the players are in the game or somebody doesn't have a tight relationship with their birth certificate father. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Um, like today, my dad was talking to me and he said, he used the phrase to find out that he's your daddy. And I said, he's not my daddy. <laughs> I was like, you are. <laughs> right. And he says, you're to find out he's your father. He said, I'm not, I'm not splitting hairs on, on words. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but to me, that's a big thing. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Rhetoric is really important in this whole experience for people. I still don't know what to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, I call him nothing actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm talking to his daughters, I say your dad. Right. Um, if I'm at this in the same place as him, I will wait until he looks at me to speak. Um, and they all know. Yeah. These situations make all, make all the words important. They really do. And like his daughters have talked about like, what about when my other kids graduate? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to put people together. And I'm like, I haven't thought this far ahead. Right. I was like, I wasn't even planning on having a relationship with you guys. Right. Right. (laughs) But here we are. So I'm just taking it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a plan. Um, I mean, really, who does? <laughs> right. I was about to say, like, maybe that's the best way to go in it because go into it because because then you don't if you don't have expectations. I remember now where I was going with the with the Facebook group thing. So I actually wanted to be like a, a one of the DNA angels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I had gotten into a few and I was trying to figure out how to do it because like when somebody passes away, I go into help mode uh-huh. because that's how I handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I handle it by helping others. That's how mm-hmm. I grieve. <laughs> yep. um, and so I desperately want to help other people because helping them is also going to help me. Um, and it's like a, a win-win. <laughs> and so I, I got put into, I don't, I don't know if it's, if I can say what it is. Oh, you're um, asking me? 
you're in it as well, I think. Yeah, we're in the same. Yeah, we're in one of the same groups. Yeah, at least one. Okay. Of the same. Yeah, and it, it's to help the mental health initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, which I really like that idea, and the more <laughs> the more I think about the the search angels, as much as I one hundred percent would love to do that, I um one I work sixty hours a week. Mm-hmm. I have four. I have four kids and a grandbaby that yeah. lives with me and my husband. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm also kind of trying to start to get this little craft, this craft thing. thing yeah. What about going. my tote bags? Yes. Um, and so I'm like, well, maybe let's stick to this mental health side because mm-hmm. I'm actually wanting to go back in, to school in the fall because I want to be a therapist. Um, oh. And. My associates is in criminal justice, so I mean it's not really going to help me in that area, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, it will um, help you, but it, from a credits, you know, logistic yeah, perspective, yeah, sure it will yeah. help you. But um, so the group, the the spot I got put in, I think is perfect. Good. And when when they put me in it, I was like, I'm like looking at it, and all these really smart people are on there, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> But the idea of being able to help other people, which is really why I wanted to do your podcast, is because if I was looking and I couldn't find it, somebody else's too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe my story will help them. A hundred percent. Because listening to the podcast and reading everybody's stories and being able to talk to people who are like you and realizing you're not crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's okay to have these emotions. It, it has been so helpful to me. So helpful. Um, and you know, I, of course I wouldn't have been able to get through this without my family. Mm-hmm. I feel very horrible for my children because you know, there have been moments when their mom has just, you know, tucked in her room and just laid in bed and cried. Cause you've been um, distracted. Right. Yeah. Because you know, like my uh, my maiden name, which is Fox. Mm-hmm. I'm a redhead. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was a huge thing to me. I loved my name. Yeah. And I struggle with it now because yeah. it wasn't supposed to be mine. Right. Um, I struggle with the fact that my brother that I am so insanely close with is actually my half-brother. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, it doesn't change anything. Like, nothing's different between us. But, like, one night he was here to visit. I think it was during my daughter's graduation party or something. Mm -hmm. And he, we were joking about genetics or something. And we were joking. And, I mean, (laughs) that one does. does. (laughs) we We did start it. And I probably started it. But somewhere in there, he slipped in a joke about half sibling mm-hmm. waterworks instantly oh it just hits and, you when you don't expect it yep and he yep. felt so bad and i told him i said and i had already told my husband that it will always be too soon to joke about it mm. um the only one who has to joke about it is me <laughs> i was say i was like i joke about mine all the time <laughs> yeah the only yeah, one you're right it's like i get to yeah and he felt so bad <laughs> and he probably won't make that mistake again mm-hmm. um, and you know it's just they hit it hits you at just mm-hmm. random times 
like when my stepmom told me that, you know, my brother, my stepbrother probably overheard conversations and I'm right. sitting here thinking about it. That next day was a bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of that day crying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I also spent a lot of that day talking to my new half brother because he was, he's the only person that is like close to my situation. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, even though it's, you know, not the same, mm-hmm. but that did help. And, you know, I try to stay busy. Yesterday mm-hmm. I ripped out get that uh, idea. I get that feeling about you. Yeah. Yesterday I ripped, I, I demoed my basement so I could start rebuilding today. Um, <laughs> uh, there's just so many aspects to everything. I've been so worried about not hurting people's feelings, especially yeah. my dad, especially my dad. Yeah, sure. Um, I, the people I'm most worried about actually are my dad mm. and my new bonus mom, because mm. I feel like they're the people who are jilted. Right. Um, sure. That makes sense to me. And I don't want them to be uncomfortable. And my dad told me that I can't make him uncomfortable. Aww. That if I'm happy, he's happy. Mm-hmm. Um, now we all know that. No, he's not. <laughs> he's, secret, he's secretly wishing it all to go away. Um, That's a generous <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> but he loves me and I know he does. Right. Um, and the relationship between my mom and I is uh, not amazing. And it's it's more of a, if she'll just let me love her from a distance, mm-hmm. we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, everybody has their, their cross to bear and their thing that they have to heal from. And I have a whole lot of healing to do still. I mean, to, what, yesterday was six months. Mm-hmm. So fresh. You are like a newborn baby in this whole. I yes. But yet it feels like it's been forever. And I think part of that's COVID. Yeah. I was about to say compounded by the pandemic. It's not. (laughs) But actually I think that that time was, it was perfectly timed for us. Mm -hmm. Cause that gave us a chance to get to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it, 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 it gave you parameters or boundaries to, to get space, whether you wanted it or not. Yes, and I definitely needed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know where you go from here other than just, you know, keep on ticking along. Mm-hmm. And eventually, mm-hmm. I'm told eventually it gets easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have noticed that most of the time the people saying this, somebody in their equation has passed away. Uh. Um, and, but I have, you know, talked to numerous just amazing people who have, been through some sort of trial or tribula- tribulation with this. I have talked with one of the other people who was on your podcast mm-hmm. and um, he was screening me for a group and mm-hmm. I saw his name and I'm like, hmm, that's not an overly common name anymore. Right, right. <laughs> and I actually had not listened to like maybe but two or three males on the podcast mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was looking for a situation like mine. Right. And yeah. so I'm looking at it and his profile picture is a Sheltie. I have a Sheltie. Um, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so I was like, you wouldn't have happened to have been on this podcast, would you? And he's like, yeah. I was like, I listened to it. 
And I felt like I was talking to a celebrity. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> I told everybody. I'm like, so cool. I talked to somebody. <laughs> um, and so he's fun. incredibly nice. And we can talk about our Shelties. Yep. He's the nicest. The nicest man. Yeah, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, this whole new world has opened up that I have absolutely no idea what to do with. Um. Other than just muddle through and survive mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, like, oh, I feel sorrow do. and joy at the same time. Sorrow for what I feel like I've kind of lost. Not yep. that I've, not that I've lost my dad, I haven't. And I, I never, ever will. Um, because my dad is my dad. That's the person that hugged me when I was little and kissed my boo-boos and taught me so mm-hmm. many things. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is the you know the identity issue, and mm-hmm. now I have this worry that if I do something wrong, I might lose him. Whereas, like my brother, that's his dad. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but that's just you know me getting in my own head. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's actually going to happen, but you can't help but think it. Um, and but now I have this whole other family here, and there's. I don't come from a close-knit family, and they are very close-knit. Right. And so it's something I have to learn to navigate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have talked to them every single day since April. Wow. That's a lot of talking. (laughs) Every morning, they get on, and they everybody says good morning and says kind of like what they're doing. Wow. Um, My... uh, his mom is still alive. She mm-hmm. is 95 and in a nursing wow. home. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to decide. That's so the longevity I'm... he was warning you about. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I am trying to decide whether or not I want to meet her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if she has Alzheimer's or dementia. She has memory issues. Okay. Um, and so, I mean, she's not going to remember me anyways. She's probably going to think I'm one of her old students mm-hmm. because she used to be right. a teacher. But I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to meet her. Right. My, what that would mean for you. Yeah. Yes. My grandmother, my dad's mom just passed away last December, the day before my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was, everybody called it, she was Grandma Lovey. That obviously wasn't her mm-hmm. actual name. But that's what mm-hmm. us kids, that's all of us grandkids called her. Oh. And she was amazing. And... I do have another, my mom's mom is still alive, but now I have this other grandparent and I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to meet her and if I'll regret it if I don't. Mm. I guess that's always kind of a threat or the shadow or something about these things is like, what will you regret if you don't do it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has two sisters that were adopted. Uh, oh, Interesting. There's a lot of adoption in this family. Um, Like my two cousins from my dad's sister and their dad was actually adopted. So they went from being blood related to me (laughs) to like adopted related. Right. (laughs) I don't really know how you describe that. Um, And I have told them on my dad's family, just in case somebody from this other side tells them, I didn't want them to get blindsided. Mm hmm. And I did let my dad know that I told them. Mm-hmm. And he told me that I could tell whoever I wanted. It was my story. Gosh, he says all the right things. 
my dad's pretty great. It's an <laughs> which is so sweet because we all know that like he's probably not feeling all those things necessarily, but yeah, he's so supportive and encouraging. That's so so sweet. Um, and you know these three sisters that I have, and and even my new half brother, they're they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, wow, like Andrew and I are close in a different way. Yeah, I I can't explain. Like him and I went through. I was about to say, well, you can't, together. no one, no one can recreate the experiences of your, the history you have, which cre- which yeah. develops the relationship you have now. Right. Um, but this having sisters things is kind of cool. They came and helped with my daughter's graduation party and I would not have survived that thing without them. Mm, that's they so know, cool. Yeah. They all know how to cook. I'm not domestic at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cooking. They made these beautiful fruit trays and like it was amazing what they did. And I'm running around like a crazy person doing who knows what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they made it happen. Um and it the sisters thing's kinda of, was really kinda of cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really cool. I actually had a long think about that today about about sisters and what that means and what what I would want and what are my options? What are my options? Well, see, when I was looking for him, mm-hmm. like when I had it narrowed down to the two brothers, I guess my uncle has two sons and then he had the three daughters, but I wasn't, they weren't my goal. Right. So I didn't really look into them. Mm-hmm. But when they found out about me, boy, did I get stopped. Right, right. <laughs> and so right. they're talking. They're talking to him. I'd say this or that, and they'd go, "Oh, we know," mm-hmm. <laughs> which is one hundred percent something I would say. Right, um, right. Because when we figured everything out with the half brother, us four girls spent like four hours on Zoom together researching until we figured out who he was. Yeah, I mean, just just right now when you said like we us for us four girls, like I just felt jealousy and like admiration and like longing and um, like sensing it's, the connection. That sounds it's it's different, but it, it was an easy connection. So it, it's it's been a roller coaster. It's probably going to continue to be a roller yeah, coaster. I'm sure, it will. Um, I mean, I still have my maternal side of the family that I have to deal with. I don't even know what to do there. Um, because I don't, like I said, I'm done with secrets. I don't want to be a secret. And right, the, face, right. the Facebook comment, I left it. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Dad said to do what I wanted. And I would rather not hurt my new half-brother's feelings mm-hmm. than try to keep my mom's secret. Right. So. Right. So there you go. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So this whole thing just kind of spiraled for me because my only intention was to notify him of my existence. Right. Yeah. Wow. You got so much more than you asked for. Uh huh. Um, and at that point, like when his wife messaged me, I was like, I'm just going to roll with the punches. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. And I am, I know how fortunate I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I have read so many stories where people are not this fortunate. Yeah. Um, I find myself fortunate in a lot of ways and then unfortunate in others. 
Um, because I do have everybody alive mm-hmm. and I do have all these things I have to navigate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it brings a lot of guilt because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings who is still here to feel them. Um, right. not that I want to die. Please, please God, let me die. Um, <laughs> but I opened up old wounds mm-hmm. with my parents that yeah. I really didn't know were there. Um, yeah. And it is a bit of a mess, but I'm slowly figuring it out. And and I you guess. didn't create the problem. I mean, you know, it's like you you know this, but you didn't create the problem with opening up the wounds with the parents. The wounds got opened, but they had created them. Yeah, exactly. I don't know that, but although, oh, and the one thing I have never looked like anybody. Mm-hmm. Um. My brother and I, like, we would go somewhere and people thought we were dating. We uh-huh. looked that different. And my bonus mom sent me a picture of him from when he was about my age. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine put him on a side-by-side. Yeah. Holy cow. Twins. I found who I look like. Right. Um, And that was the weirdest thing. Sure. Yeah, I I've just I never know, yeah, had any. Really no, yeah, the red hair still isn't there. Um, there is red in the family, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have red hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am like red hair, red hair. <laughs> so that wasn't there. But the face, the nose, the bone structure—it was just unreal. And but then, like the other day, I was sitting on my porch and, um. I was looking at my hands because my hand, my hand hurts from throwing horseshoes and I have, ten, I, have I mean, tendonitis right now. Part of about being a champion. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, I was looking at my hands and I've always looked at my dad's hands because he has, mm-hmm. uh, well, I call them Flintstone hands. Um, short, just stubby hands with yeah. big palms. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was looking at my hands and I was my brain went to how I have dad's hands and then like it remembered. Ah, uh, right. And mm-hmm. I just had this instant sorrow because mm. they couldn't possibly be dad's hands. Right. And then I thought about my brother. My brother has dad's hands and he even moves them, his fingers the same way. Oh, wow. Well. Uh-huh. Um, but like the other day on the, our group, chat my bonus mom asked me asked everybody what toe on their foot is the longest toe oh. <laughs> and for me it's my second toe and mm-hmm. for all the sisters it's their second toe right and for him it's his second toe for her it's her for my bonus mom it's her first toe <laughs> her big toe right um because i guess that's genetic yep um and oh and my my new half brother is his second toe also uh, so, but like my new half sisters, they're giants. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they get that from their mom's side of the family. Okay, because <laughs> I'm the shortest, of course. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed here. I'm also still the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, the oldest is no longer the oldest. She became a middle child. Right. The baby of the, of the family became a middle child. And the middlest is the middlest of the middle. Right. She's just, <laughs> she just secured her location as the middle. 
Yeah. And one day I'm going to make t-shirts for all of us um, that have something funny along those lines. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. I did make my half-brother a shirt for his birthday that said, um, what? I have a picture. Why am I drawing a blank? The shirt says, um, promoted to big brother, established 2020. Mm-hmm. That's really special. Yeah. I love all um, that stuff. I love those, those jokes. Yeah. And he, like, I've talked to him and he kind of had a similar upbringing to like what I had. Hmm. And so he has his filter on high alert also. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, every now and then, you know, bad words slip out of my mouth. I'm not a big <laughs> bad word person. I'm I'm not, but they do right. come out. Right. But like when There's I'm an around, edge you. yeah, when I'm around them, I try really hard to keep that filter mm-hmm. on. Um, and he's doing the same thing. <laughs> That's funny. But with each other, we don't have to. <laughs> right. So you got, yeah, you have, you, it's, you have, you two have like your own secret connection. Yeah. Not secret, um, special. Like I was able to talk to him about the birthday cards and I'm like, so how overwhelming was that? Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, whoa. And mm-hmm. what kind of stuff was in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did they say? <laughs> So I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm that's able to, cool. You guys are like siblings in experience. And I asked him one time. I was like, "So, have you decided what you're going to call him?" Mm. And he's like, "No, I was wondering the same thing." He's like, "What do you think?" I'm like, "I don't know yet." And mm-hmm. so we came to the agreement of the other one figures it out. We'll let the other one know. Right. Keep us posted. <laughs> we still don't know. Keep a brainstorm list going. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's it's. Like, in my little story, there's three different MPEs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in a very unique position where I am the MPE, and I've been the parent of one. Right. So I think it makes it to where it's easier for me to understand all sides. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. Um, because I've kind of, well, not all sides, but a lot of sides. No, I, I yeah, no, I actually, like, I really actually want to talk to you about the other one. Um another time not right now but yeah i want to pick your brain about that a little bit um definitely that's that's a perspective that i um i actually think i understand it wholly but i think that people need to talk about it more (laughs) yeah they should yeah um like i feel like for like my new bonus mom i feel like there should be a subgroup and things Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. people like her yeah um and i know that she's been looking for something like that hmm um, because she's trying so hard to understand so much, yeah. but I feel like she also needs an outlet as well. Yep. You know, Complicated, a, man. a person can only be so understanding, but they have to have somebody. Right. Um, she did say that I helped them get their garage clean. Oh, well. <laughs> Cause that's what Sometimes. they did the day he told her. <laughs> Sometimes what you really need is a project. Mm-hmm. I understand. Boy, do that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I started <laughs> It would be really funny if we found if we did a survey of what NPEs have begun since this information happened. Oh, I know. Probably find so many like birdhouses are made. So yeah. Amazing. Yep. Yep, I understand that. Uh Kimberly, this is so great. I am so thrilled we got to spend some time together tonight. And um I, and and I get the feeling we're going to talk some more because I have more questions for you and uh, definitely 
more more to connect about. And thank you so much for sharing your different different um, that you're coming from different perspectives and that you also, you know, I mean, I think everybody almost. I mean, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that didn't, but you you came to this. You've come to your situation with a lot of empathy for people and a lot of understanding of the complexities of the human condition. And I appreciate that. And I, I think it's really important that we share that stuff and talk about it. There um, is one thing about that it. I haven't said that I should say. Oh, I haven't God. said a whole lot about my biological dad, like about him himself. Um, he no, is yeah, a, no. He <laughs> is a really nice and good person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I finally gotten comfortable with him hugging me. Mm. Um, it's not awkward now. If yeah. I ask a question, he answers it. Yeah, but he he's got a sense of humor like mine, and he is a oh, good yeah. he is a good person who made a mistake. Not that I'm the mistake, and he said that. <laughs> right? No, I mean you just said it right there. It's like that's. That's the truth of the matter is, is that most people are very good people and that all people make mistakes. And if the world or society or our could, or, or our culture could broaden their minds about the understanding of that, this might not be such a problem. Exactly. Hello again. Um, I hope you really enjoyed that that talk with Kimberly. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did um, getting to hear her story. What you can't hear in the conversation with Kimberly and I is that a major crisis happened in the middle of everything um, with her daughter's big toe. Her daughter smashed her toe something awful while we were talking. It was the most agonizing thing to hear on this end. Um, At one point, Kimberly had to get off the phone. There was some discussion of a hospital visit. There was like a lot of wailing um, from this poor girl. It was like, it was like I was listening to a Southern Gothic novel in real time or something. (laughs) I had to listen to the whole thing. Um, So all of this to say, I'm just so appreciative of the time that people are taking to talk to me. Um, We're just talking to regular people with regular lives that require all parts of us in different ways. People are, are finding time to, um, to do this within like they have dinners to cook and jobs to work and commutes to drive and babies to feed. And like this poor toe to take care of on this daughter. Um, so I'm, I'm just so grateful. And I just hope everybody recognizes that this is just about regular people experiencing an event that I want to make regular. <laughs> I, want, um, I want to normalize the MPE conversation. So the best thing to do is to find normal people. And that's what I got. So people are finding the time. And I'm so appreciative because this podcast would be nothing if I didn't have all these people sharing their stories especially in 2020, which is the hardest year of our life. Just me? No? Yes? Thank you for listening, everybody. I'm Eve Sturgis. This is Everything's Relative with Eve with <laughs> Eve Sturgis. I hate that, you guys. Follow us on Instagram. Review, review um, on your pod platform. Share with your friends. I will be back in two weeks with episode 10. See you later. Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis is produced by Kaylin Egan and Eve Sturgis. Eve is a licensed therapist in the state of California, but conversations on this podcast are not therapy sessions. This podcast is edited by Stephanie Delonzik, the logo design is by Ivy McNally, and the music is used with permission by Goodbye the Band. <laughs>